I've eaten so little that I was not healthy and um, and I was out of balance. And I've also knows what it feels like to eat so much that you feel sick. I know how to overeat. I've hated my body at all the weights um, and all the shapes and sizes that I've been in. I have seeked satisfaction for my body in all the wrong people and all the wrong foods and all the and exercises. <laughs> Nothing's working. Tanning. Nothing. Tanning. Makeup. makeup. <laughs> um, nothing tastes as good as Jesus. Yeah. Nothing satisfies like Jesus. Yeah. My body is not my own to fill with empty promises. You are listening to This Life We Live in the Body, a podcast about gospel-centered weight loss, which we will be discussing what the gospel teaches us about weight loss and what weight loss teaches us about the gospel. I'm Becky Watson, and I'm here with my sister and friend, Katie Morgan. How are you today? Good. How are you today, Beck? Good. Um, Better now that we are drinking this coffee. Yes, it is good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's just start out um, reminding people of our heights and weights. Um, I am five, five and a half. I today weighed 290, I'm sorry, not 290, 227.6. So that's down two pounds from last week. It's pretty exciting. Oh, wow. Good job. Um, Praise God. And um, I weigh, I I wear um, size 16 pants and extra large or double X large shirts. Would you feel comfortable sharing those things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am 5'6". I'm definitely an inch taller than you. Uh, Half an inch. Oh, no, it's fuzzy. It's fuzzy. Um, I am 32 years old. Uh, oh, yes, I'm 35. I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, I'm 32. I'm a mom. You didn't say that you were a mom, but you're a mom also. You mm-hmm. too. Um, I'm a mom of three. I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Um, wait, I weighed 131 this morning, so I'm also two pounds down from last week, which is exciting. Um, and, uh, pant size, I'm a size six. And then on top, I'm a size small. I have, like I said last time, good childbearing hips. <laughs> yeah. So we have about a hundred pounds between us. So I'm pretty sure that most people listening could find themselves on a Somewhere spectrum <laughs> or like, you know, but you know, one of the things I wanted to say today is that, um, you know, it's, it's vulnerable to for us to share our weights, especially on the internet. Oh, yeah. It feels like a crazy thing to do, <laughs> honestly. Um, but one of the things that we wanted to accomplish is that, I mean, we are not sharing our weights because we're proud of them. Yes. Um, we're, um, well, I guess in some ways we are because we're proud of our weakness. Sure, yeah. This is, a, this is something we are weak on. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, this is a place where God has been, um, working on us and working in us. Mm -hmm. And, um, we are just boasting our weakness because we know that in our weakness, um, his strength is made perfect. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah. And, um, so I'm not ultimately afraid of anyone think what anyone thinks about my weight because I know that my savior loves me Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he's, he's working on me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so that's part of this. Let me just uh, remind us of what the gospel is. Um, the gospel is God's love for sinners. It's not about what we have done for God, but what he has done for us. Um, you know, it's really interesting 
that the first sin in the Bible is a sin of eating. Yeah. Kind of a, uh, a cool parallel for us. Mm-hmm. Eve ate the fruit and she lost it all. Uh-huh. She, she, um, all of the relationships and her experiences in life were broken and marred because of her rebellion against God. And then it's kind of cool to see how Jesus in the desert denies the bread. He, given the um, temptation of um, being hungry Mm -hmm. and weak, uh, decides to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And he lives a perfect life. And then he dies on the cross to take the punishment for Eve's eating of the fruit. Right? And then um, one of the other things, um, wonderful things about the gospel is that last part that Jesus turns water into wine. That we are um, not only saved, but given every rich, wonderful spiritual blessing mm-hmm. in Christ. He takes our lives, which are ordinary and mundane, and he makes amazing things happen through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we are we are able to live um, abundant lives because Jesus um, does that yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. And so we are trying to talk about just one tiny little aspect mm-hmm. of our life, how we treat our bodies, how we eat, what the number on the scale says, and we're trying to apply the gospel to that. Mm-hmm. To that part. So yeah. it's a, a thread that we're following mm-hmm. um, through the gospel. The gospel has so much to say about Every aspect of your life. Yes. Um, don't get confused that it's just a weight loss thing. Right. Um, not at all. In fact, most people would be surprised to know it has anything to do with weight loss. But we, the reason we can talk about this is because it has bearing over all the parts of our yes. life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited because today you are going to share your story. First, I shared mine and then we had Sarah and mm-hmm. now it's your turn. So... How, what was your relationship? It's like, <laughs> it's a long story, I'm sure. It is. <laughs> um, I only know it's a long story because you told me you had written six pages. Well, okay. Well, like one-sided. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let me ask the question. What is your your story, especially following those threads of the gospel in your yeah. life, but also your weight and your relationship with weight loss? Yeah. Okay, it's, uh, um, I kind of uh, said this last time we talked about, you know, your experience with your weight loss journey was very emotional and very spiritual and um, very clear that the gospel was working through through you. And um, when you asked me to do this podcast, I was like, yeah, you know, I love Jesus. I'm good at losing weight. I'm gonna, Both are true. <laughs> both are. <laughs> I'll be great at this podcast. And then. Um, as I've been working on it, and even since last time we talked, as I've been looking at my story and looking at, at the gospel, man, I'm seeing a lot different sins than what I thought I had a week ago mm. in my, um, in my story, but I am, uh, I'm excited to talk about it today. So, uh, like you, since we are sisters, grew in a beautiful home with, uh, parents who love the Lord, who love Jesus so dearly. And, um, you know, we grew up in church and stuff like that. I was saved at a very young age. And another story, I don't know if you know this one, but when I, in about, oh, maybe it was five or six. Um, uh, I remember very distinctly, uh, being in church on a Sunday night. And I remember exactly where we were sitting on the left-hand side, three rows back. 
that uh, we were singing, I have decided to follow Jesus, that hymn. Mm-hmm. And I understood it in my mind was like, oh, yes, I have decided that mm-hmm. this is my, this is me. And I was thinking about, and I think I talked to dad about it, um, that there's going to be people in that church or my friends or something that are going to fall away and they're not going to walk with Jesus. Mm. And I remember thinking, no, I have decided there is no turning back. This is it. This is what it is. And I knew very from that moment that that's what it was going to be. And I think um, me as a person, is I'm a little bit more black and white than you. I'm not as emotional. So like when I decide something, we're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Is that true about me? Yes, it is. <laughs> So, when I need clarity, I call you. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm also free to give my opinion. And I when like you to. cannot, you can't put something in one of two categories. You call me <laughs> yeah. for whatever the third <laughs> one. Would be. <laughs> Anyways, so I don't know, five, six, seven, somewhere around there. So I remember that very distinctly. Um, and what I what a wonderful gift that God gave you um, a memory like that. Yeah. And then there's a there's a new there's a newer song that has those lines in it, yeah. and I just love it because I'm like, yeah, that's my hymn. <laughs> no turning back. We got you it. know, um, I had a similar experience at that same church on mm-hmm. my way down to get baptized. The same song. I thought as I was walking down the steps, I said, "This is it." You know, yeah. I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Yeah. And I walk. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's praise funny. God. It's funny. Yeah. So. Um, I know I knew that in my heart. So we're gonna skip ahead to um, when I started high school. Um, what is that? Thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in there that you you start going high school. Um, my freshman year, um, I I lost my braces and I got contacts <laughs> and I stopped using just white eyeliner. Do you remember that stage yeah. when all the girls who just did white eye, no mascara, nothing else, just like this white eyeliner. Yeah. I figured out hair product. Becky and I have curly hair hair product is a must you know yeah. you know and so figured all that so like my freshman year of high school was like a major glow up period, you know <laughs> it's true I remember that uh, there's you know this is like pre I mean like we had the internet and stuff but like there was not insta influencers to tell us how to right. dress and stuff like that so right. major growing up in this time and um like we talked uh in the podcast with you uh, I am a peer pleaser, you know, mm-hmm. so I became aware of my peers and um, looking at the my other girls in school and their the different body shapes and like the popular girls all were quite a bit thinner than I was. I, I wasn't um, I wasn't chubby, but I was I'm not a skinny. I'm not a skinny stick skinny girl. So I started to notice that. And um, I also so. I also got um, started like losing weight and coming into puberty, and you know your body is changing and all those wonderful things that happen. And um, I uh, started losing weight, and then I started dating this boy, and when I was about I don't know sixteen probably. And um, it was it was not a great relationship <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. because sixteen year olds are not great <laughs> people to be in relationships. Um, but I remember showing pictures of him to my friends and they all responded with a like, whoa, Katie, like, how did you get that? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely felt he was out of my league in attractiveness levels. So that kind of. So that's what your friends thought or is that what you thought or both? Both, yeah. both. But and like it was confirmed by my friends, you know. And so it kind of um, started this desire that I needed to compete and to make myself thinner. So I started dieting and exercising pretty 
regularly. I remember every day after school, I would come home, I would run a mile on the treadmill, and I would listen to uh, John Rubin, the professional rapper <laughs> album, and I could get through the first three songs or first two and a half songs, whatever 10 minutes was. I would run as fast as I could, and then, um, you know, take a shower, get cute, and then I'd go on a date with this guy and stuff. So um, I don't... The whole relationship was uh, full of lust and desire and passion, you know, and we were stupid and we were 16, you know, not in yeah. hormones, and, all and these inexperienced. things. Inexperienced. you know, and so he um, was 16 and dumb and I was 16 and dumb and um, he wasn't giving me the compliments that I wanted also he wouldn't have been able to satisfy the compliments yeah. that I wanted because yeah. he's a man and he was not God or boy I suppose yeah. um and so it was just kind of like a a cycling thing and he would say something dumb or he would post something dumb on his Zanga and then I would <laughs> <On> his Zanga <laughs> yes <laughs> if you don't know what a Zanga is ask your mom <laughs> um so <laughs> So after after that, I remember, like, he would say things. And so then I would go hop on the treadmill again because I didn't know how to handle this stress right. of, like, disappointment of, like, I'm not adequate enough. And so right. I was running all the time. I remember very specifically the Zanga one. And I'm, like, running and crying. I'm, like, I'm fat. I'm ugly. He's never going to love me. He's never going to stay with me. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just not a very good way to go. Um and I remember I stepped on the scale one day, and I saw this number, and I wish I could remember what it is, because I don't. But Can I you, like, ballpark it? Um, somewhere between 120 and 130, maybe. Because mm-hmm. like, knowing what I look like now at 130, I'm like, ah, oh, skinnier definitely as a 16-year-old. Yeah. Um, so it's probably somewhere in there, maybe yeah. 122, 24, somewhere like that. I don't know. But I remember I saw the number and it scared me and it kind of, and I really feel like it was God's hand oh, in my heart. Oh. Like, Katie, you've decided to follow me. No turning back. You are out of control right now. And so it kind of just touched me and I was like. Like you, because it felt too low. Yes. It felt too low. And I was like, you're going crazy here. You know, I, at night, I don't know. We shared a bedroom, I think. But at night, I would do all these squats at night before I got into bed because, you know, maybe I ate too much today or. Um, I was just very aware of all these different things and just felt, I felt, continually felt I wasn't skinny enough. I wasn't pretty enough. And if I did all these things, maybe I could keep this boyfriend. So, and so you, so you got on the scale and you saw this number and you just feel like God was like, Hey, stop it. (laughs) Which is, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. It really Um, is. Yeah. And I, and, 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 um, because other 16 year old girls do not get that clarification um, maybe, maybe, you know, yeah. or you don't, yeah. you know? And, 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 and looking back and knowing where my heart and mind were at the time, I am surprised that I saw, okay, back off mm-hmm. because everything else. Like why? Yeah. Why? I mean, you're not, you're not as skinny as Susie Q down the street. You right, need to, right. you need to keep going, you know? Right. And, um, I, I don't think I was too skinny yeah i knew in my heart you're out of balance in your mind Uh and you're thinking you need to cool it and i think that that was the start of me realizing you need to break up with this boy and move on so that was probably um spring of my uh senior year of high school and it took several months and we broke up in july Mm -hmm. so 
Um, so that, so, um, my sin during that time, you know, like I said, is I felt crazy insecure. Um, the, the relationship was full of lust and desire for things in the relationship that were not God honoring. And then, um, the gospel in that season was in my weakness, Jesus hadn't abandoned me. Mm-hmm. He was going to pull me back out. Yeah. Um, which was a, a beautiful thing that he did for me. So break up with the boy and start my freshman year of college. And, um, that's when I started gaining weight. Like, I mean, appropriately so, you know, I was happy yeah. again and, right. and, uh, eating all of my meals and probably, I don't think I was exercising as much. I don't quite remember, but, um, I continued to gain weight, um, until forever <laughs> for a long time. Um, I started, a, uh, I was in college now and, um, I, uh, had started my first full-time retail job um, in 2008. It was um, not a great environment. Um, like your co-workers? Yes. Um, we it were, was like a children's clothing like, store. Yeah, right? it was a children's clothing store. And like on the sales floor, you know, we were very sweet people. And then we would go in the back room and everybody would swear and everybody would say all these things. And like just kind of the culture of it, uh, we would um go out to eat after work so i was you know eating a normal breakfast lunch and dinner and then at 9 30 <laughs> we would go out for dinner again you yeah. know and i would eat a full dinner and so my my weight just kind of crept up crept up crept up um i also um in this job i was um working a lot of sundays so i was missing church a lot or mm-hmm. i was going to like part of church and then leaving and going to work and so this is um grew to be a very low time for me spiritually. My self-control was not there at all. I was, um, I was eating all the time. Um, I wasn't going to church. My, I wasn't reading my Bible at home. It was just like this, like, like tumbling down a hill. Things were just getting worse and worse and worse. And, um, I don't really remember a lot more about bad things that were happening in that time, but I look back at that and, God was using me in all these weird ways that I wasn't expecting. Um, he was still using you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm not going to church, I am not glorifying God with my body. I'm giving into a lot of sinful desires. And then he like pulls this beautiful girl from where I worked and she comes up to me. She said, Katie, I want you to teach me about the Bible and about Jesus. <laughs> like she just came up to me and said all those things. I was like, okay. And like in my head, I'm like, I haven't even read my Bible in like six months, you know? Mm-hmm. And I bought her a Bible and then she's like, okay, let's, where do we start? I'm like, I don't know. So I'm like asking you and I'm asking dad, you know, where should I go through this Bible with her? And, um, uh, we started reading the Bible together and, uh, I think it started in the book of John. Mark. Well, Mark, we just start, we started in Mark and, you know, and I, uh, I regret so much of all of our conversations, but I wasn't reading it ahead of time because I'm like, oh, I know it. I know it. Mm -hmm. And then I would sit down with her and get coffee and she would have all these six sticky notes. And she's like, okay, who's David? Who's this? Who's this? And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't even know. But praise the Lord that he uses us in our weakness because Jessica, Jessica got saved through our conversations that we had in the Bible. And, And I'm so... I'm so grateful that he used me, um, a fat girl (laughs) 
who had no self-control and who was giving into a lot of sinful desires to still be Jesus's daughter and yeah. and to, to share what how good he is mm-hmm. when I was failing to see how good he is. Yeah, you know, there's it's so important for us to remember that there isn't some sort of standard of perfection that we need to attain before God uses us. Mm. Uses us right away. God used Jessica in your life. Oh, for sure. And she was, um, you know, just on her beginning her journey. Um, and she, in uh, God used her to bring you around. Oh, for right? sure. And then, um, you know, like, we're never going to be perfect on this earth. Mm-hmm. So you need to, we need to be a bold witness and mm-hmm. recognize that God gives us the words and it's him that does the work. Yeah, for sure. He's going to use you whether you're ready or not. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I'm very grateful for Jessica. I, I've grown a lot um, because of her influence in my life. Yes. Um, yeah. And she's a beautiful person. Um, but like a lost sheep, Jesus doesn't leave us lost, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, I remember one of the girls there, she said, oh, you're, I wanted to work at summer camp. I always wanted to work at summer camp. And I had mentioned to it to her. And then she kind of said to me, she's like, you're never going to do that. You're never going to go to camp. And I'm a little bit of a competitive person, but mostly about things that nobody else cares about and <laughs> or um, competitions they don't know they're in. Yeah. <laughs> so she said that to me. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it. So I quit the job and um, I signed up to go to camp. But uh, I just want to share from Philippians 1.6. Be confident of this. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And he had begun that work yes. in me. Yep. And he was going to carry it to completion. So I quit that job. I started working at a different place. And I signed up for camp. Um, and, uh, and I went to camp. A uh, Christian camp. Christian camp up north in Traverse City, uh, Michigan. Um and those were really good years. I, I learned a lot. I, I, I worked there three years, uh, 2009 through 2011. Uh, 2009, I made a lot of mistakes um, with uh, boys that I should have known better based off of my high school years. Um, in 2010, I went back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it better this time. I'm going to do it and be focused on Jesus and be there for my campers and not get distracted by other things. And 2010 went better. And I remember I said, I'm only going to go back if they ask me to um, do senior high program directing. I'd only go back. And like two weeks before camp started, I get a text message from the director of the camp. And he's like, hey, you want to be program director? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. (laughs) So I went back in 2011. And 2011 was a beautiful year up at camp. Um, I made very close friends with my dear friend Kathleen, and uh, her relationship with Christ um, is beautiful, and uh, she really invested in me, and we had a beautiful time up at camp. And um, uh, What's your weight like during these years? Oh, good point. So, um, yes, thank you. So when I was, um, I'm probably at my highest uh, that I've ever been. I don't know for sure, but somewhere in the 170s to 180s. When you went to camp? When I went to camp. I was probably up there. I think I even lied on my inter- on my um, application for camp about how much I weighed because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't weighing. So it was definitely up in 170, 180 range there. Though my makeup was on point. As I was looking at pictures, I had really good makeup, and I was very, very tan. I think I was... Yes. Yes, you were. <laughs> I think I was uh, 
compensating for my insecurities. And so I, I didn't feel like I had control over my weight. So I was compensating with lots of makeup and lots of tanning. Yeah. I remember those days. Yeah, it's a little orange, I recall. <laughs> At your wedding, which was in 2011, is that yeah. when you got married? Uh, we were not even close to the same color. No. Well, I'm already more fair, but then you, you had very, a very strong tanning. Very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there will be pictures on the Instagram. Very strong tanning routine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to go back to what sure. you said about um, the, your, the verse you read about uh, he will. Can you read it again? Uh, Philippians 1 6. Be confident of this. He who began a good work and you will carry on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. I think that is so central to the gospel. Recognizing, first of all, that the work that really matters, Jesus did on the cross, he did it for you before you were born. Mm -hmm. He starts to work on you before you realize it. Mm, mm -hmm. And when you think that he has given up, he has not. Yeah. And then you look and then you find out, oh, you, you're still working. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, wow, like I was never in danger. Yeah. You, you've yeah. been working this yeah. whole time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, so we've got Katie at camp. She's very tan. Her very tan. mascara is on point. On point. Oh man, I was so good. Once I went to the, I, intermittently, I went to the gym. Not yeah. very regularly. Mom and dad probably had a YMCA membership or whatever. And I remember I went in and then the girl at the front desk was like, wow, you look like you're going to the club. And I think she was like, I'm sure girls probably put makeup on to go to the gym to try to pick up boys or whatever. But I'm like, no, this is my everyday makeup. You yeah. know, <laughs> like it was, it's over the top. This is just what we do. Um, so, uh, so we're at 2011. Um, I'm 20, 23 years old, somewhere in there. I'm about 170, 180 pounds. I honestly don't know. I kind of wish I did. Um, and uh, I, I did, it was Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> And I th kind of just said, I think you need to let's try to go on a diet today. If you can show self-control today on Thanksgiving Day, the biggest eating gluttonous day of the year, you can do it mm -hmm. for the rest of your life, right? So Thanksgiving Day, I decided, all right, let's do it. Um, and so I did great on thanks at, at dinner. And I said I was going to have one plate and I was going to have one dessert. And then I just left it at that. And then... <laughs> This probably helped it quite a bit. Um, the next day, or Friday night, so the day after Thanksgiving, Friday night, um, I went on my first date with my husband. Um, I didn't know he was going to be my husband, and I didn't want to go, actually, to the date. And for the record, he didn't want to go either, so <laughs> neither of us wanted to go on this date. We had known each other in high school, and um, we're friends in high school, but I was dating this other boy, and uh, I knew... He had liked me in junior high and high school, but, you know, things happen or whatever. So we went on this date, and um, uh, Joel sits down at the table, and he says, so, not the first thing, but one of the things he says, so what is God teaching you? And it's kind of like a, whoa, okay. So I wasn't in a great spot spiritually. I was okay, you yeah. know, but I wasn't reading my Bible regularly, and so I kind of was, like, fumbling around trying to figure out what God was teaching me. And I realized on that date that this was kind of, this is, this is the kind of man I do want to spend my life with, someone who's going to ask me that. So, um, making a long story very short, 
uh, we started dating and we got married the, in August that, in 2012. And I lost uh, 40 pounds, 35 pounds between um, when I started weighing myself. Thanksgiving again. 2011 and August 2012. 35 pounds. So I was down to 135 on my wedding day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helped a lot that Joel is not a huge man. Um, he's an uh, inch or two taller than me. And he probably weighed... <laughs> If he would have gotten the flu when we got when we were dating, he would have died. Uh, he was very skinny, so um, <laughs> uh, so he's probably about one thirty, probably five eight. One thirty is probably what Joel was. So um, yeah, so I lost all that weight. Um, um, yeah, and then um, you know after getting married, um, my. My sins that I was struggling with was looking for absolute satisfaction in Joel. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, when you get married and, like, he doesn't compliment you the exact way you want. And he's not perfect. He's a big sinner also. So that was difficult to to work through. But then remembering the gospel that Jesus is our satisfaction. Right. Jesus, his, his compliments you know, satisfy me. Jesus died for me. You know, he, his his blood is sufficient and he thinks I'm great. (laughs) You know, he thinks my body is beautiful and he thinks it's perfect. And it's, this is the way that he made me. And John 6 35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall no longer hunger for approval for anything else. And whoever, whoever believes in me shall not thirst, you know, so he's going to be I don't need to be hungry anymore for this, for the things I was looking for Joel for. Jesus satisfies all those right. things. Yeah. I mean, he, God made us so he knows exactly what we need to be satisfied. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so it's a, it's an act of trust to say, okay, I'm, I'm believing you that uh-huh. you will satisfy me. So then, um, fast forward to t- 2015, we, um, Joel and I had our first child, um, a little boy, his name is Owen. Um, at the hospital, you know, obviously you gain weight when you're pregnant. Um, I gained a lot of weight quick. Um, I was 190 pounds at the hospital, and I was 168.5 when I got home from the hospital. That was in May 2015. Um, and then um, in August of 2015, so Owen is three months old, I started exhibiting symptoms of multiple sclerosis. Um, I didn't know it at the time, um, but uh, I just started... Um, feeling weak physically in my legs. And, um, I started having a lot of bladder control problems, which I kept on excusing, you know, like, Oh, I'm just recovering from pregnancy. You know, um, my mom, if she jumps on a tread on a trampoline, she, you know, has to go potty. So that I just figured that's what it was. You know, I just kept on excusing it and excusing it. Um, it continued to get worse and worse and worse. Um, by October, um, I, at the end of October, I finally went to the doctor. I'm like, I am getting up to go to the bathroom every five minutes and I can't go. I can't produce. And then I go back and sit down and I wet my pants, you know, so what's going on? And, um, thought I was maybe having a bladder uh, infection. I've never had one of those before. So all these things, but that started the process of, um, going to doctors and getting MRIs and, um, uh, I found out just before Christmas, 20. 15 that I either had I had multiple sclerosis they were pretty sure I had MS so um and that was I was at my peak of dysfunction there in about December to January in in your disability in my disability yes so I looked up um MS mobility uh 
uh, like a, like a chart or like levels. So a zero, you, you're normal. Um, a one to one and a half, you have no disability, but some um, abnormal neurological signs. And then a two to two and a half, you have minimal disability. A three to a four and a half, you have moderate disability um, affecting daily activities, but you can still walk. And like a five to an eight, uh, more severe disability impairing your daily activities to require assistance walking. So I think I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely, I wasn't able to drive anymore. I could barely, I mean, I could walk through my house, but man, I'm touching every wall. I'm touching every table to make sure I get to the kitchen. It took a lot of work. Yeah. It took a lot of effort. So um, I was losing weight though. I think I was down to 140 um, about the time, about Christmas time. So pretty, that was, I think I kind of stopped around 140. That was my good goal that I wanted to reach. Um, probably because it was too hard to get up, to get to the kitchen, to get a snack. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember in January at church, we were sharing about, um, just like a testimony time or something like things that God has blessed you with or things that you've been learning through the year. And I remember I said something, I said, um, to church, you don't realize how much you need Jesus until everything is taken, something is taken away. And here I am, I'm barely able to walk. And um, I hadn't been able to see a neurologist yet. So I had a kind of a scary diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And I, so I wasn't feeling better yet. But, like, I had nothing before I had MS. Why did I think that my ability to walk was something being taken away? I had nothing before. I am a sinner. I've lost it all. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had nothing outside of Jesus. You were saying that um, that the ability to walk was a gift given to you um, before. And so to have it taken away, it wasn't something, it's not a right. It's a privilege and a gift, which is insane to think about. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, God was such a sustainer for you. Yes. Um, For all of us in the family, uh because we were all mourning with you. There's definitely a crossroads moment of, um, which way are you going to go, Katie? You can turn against God or you can lean into God. Interesting. You know, and I remember I didn't stand there very long because I've decided to follow Jesus. There is no turning back, you know, and um, uh, Joel and I, we talk about, you know, Katie, every time you stumble, praise God because he's going to be made great in your weakness. And so um, I'm a lot better now. Um, I have probably a 2 to 2.5 on the scale, a minimal disability. I can walk. Um... I'll trip and stumble about once a week. <laughs> I was at Joel's work this week visiting, and I was sitting in a chair, and I fell out of the chair. Mm-hmm. How embarrassing. I don't mm-hmm. know how people fall out of chairs, but I just fell out of the chair. But praise God. He's made <laughs> great in my weakness. Yeah, we boast in our weakness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was 2015. That was a big year. But um, not that bad because in 2016, we decided to get pregnant again, and we had our second-born Elliot in 2017. Um, again, at the hospital, I was 185 pounds and then 167 when I got home from the hospital. Um, he was born in August. Six months later, uh, in February 2018, um, I decided to do the Whole30 when everybody else was doing the Whole30. I was 143 pounds at the beginning of the Whole30, and uh, we technically went 21 days. <laughs> we didn't make it the Whole30. <laughs> whole 21. <laughs> whole 21. Um, but it kind of it did trigger... Um, a, a lot of different uh, habits, a lot of food habits, and we were doing whole, whole 30-ish 
Um, and we kind of just maintained some of those um, patterns of lifestyle for a while. So in August 2018, so at Elliot's one-year birthday, I was 127 pounds, which was quite a drastic change. I had not been that low in my relationship with Joel, probably not been that low since high school. Wow. So that was that was fun to see those numbers, but I felt just as... I felt just as insecure as I did in 2011 when mm-hmm. I started dating Joel and mm-hmm. um, at the peak of my tanning and mm-hmm. makeup stage. I just, I felt the same. And I was like, what is going on? Why do I feel insecure? Look at these beautiful numbers on right. the scale. The things that you've always yeah, wanted. Yeah, I'm wearing a pant size I haven't, I haven't ever worn, you yeah. know. And, and um, I think objectively speaking... 127 is tiny for a, a woman, uh, especially a um, woman who's given birth yeah, and yeah. one who can't exercise. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I can't exercise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the gospel is Jesus values me and my body at all sizes. Yeah. Jesus saw me at 191, my heaviest, when I was pregnant. And he's like, wow, I love her. Yeah. I love her. I'm going to die for her. She's yeah. perfect. And not, or I did well, die for I her. I did die for her. And she's perfect because I died for her. Mm. So, um, that was, so this is interesting because, okay, so I'm listening to this. Your highest weights are my like goal weights. Um, I Nine don't, months pregnant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for laughing. The, the baby's coming out. <laughs> um, and, uh, so like to see a number like 127 seems like impossible. Um, but the, all things are possible with Christ, yeah, Becky. We'll see. Um, but it's so important for everyone to remember that regardless of what number you see on the scale, the way you feel is not related, honestly. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Because, you know, some days, you know, when, I, when I'm speaking of my own experience, at my lowest weight, I'm excited about the lowest weight. But the way I feel about myself is yeah. a spiritual thing, yeah. not and an it, external yeah. and thing. And it's so temporary. You know, I stepped on the scale at 127. Two hours later, and I'm like, oh, I don't like the way I look. I yeah. don't like the way, you know, and or I'll find something else wrong. Like, oh, I don't like the way my hair looks. I right. don't like the way my ankle looks, you know. Right. right. It, and and then you add into the factor of age and that we're going to continue oh. to age <laughs> and deteriorate. I mean, we really cannot put our hope mm-hmm. in our appearance. Mm-hmm. Our hope has to be in Christ. Right. Our hope can't be in anything that's transient. It needs to be in the solid rock. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a bummer to find out kind that e- at the end of your weight loss journey that it's not going to solve all your problems, <laughs> but kind of exciting to realize that you can have the happiness yes. and the satisfaction you so desire right now yes. in Christ. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and this is what all we're talking about. You can have both, like you can be victorious mm-hmm. over your, um, your, eating and you're and you can have discipline and you can be healthy Mm -hmm. if it's god's will Mm -hmm. and have the satisfaction to truly in christ so that you can truly enjoy having the healthy body he's given yeah yeah for sure for sure uh so it was 2018 and then um we got pregnant in 2019 the beginning of 2019 with our baby girl um and then i gave birth to her in november um, I was 183 at the hospital. So I thought I did a lot better with my weight gain on that one. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. And I was 167 when I got home. Um, 
And then in August uh, 2020, um, no, let me back up. So then 2020 started, I think dad uh, sent out, hey, let's have a weight loss competition uh, this year. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was still like, I was 150, I think, at the beginning of the year. And I was like, I will crush you all in my weight loss. We all knew that, too. And so I did. Uh, But um, it was definitely harder in 2020 because I didn't have anyone to compete with. You know, I couldn't see people and compete with them. Because of COVID. Because of COVID and the shutdown. And then I also couldn't, um, I was looking for people to be like, oh, wow, Katie, you've lost your weight. Once someone told me, wow, it doesn't even look like you had a child. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that was <laughs> that was always my goal in all things to to crush somebody else or to compare myself to somebody. And um 2020 was hard for me to lose weight and it took longer because I didn't have anyone to compete with, which is a sin. Yeah. I should not have done that. <laughs> um and uh it's just a reminder that Jesus said, love me first, Katie. Right. Love what I think about you first. And, you know, like, um, don't put any other gods before me. I, I was putting myself before God. I was putting, look at my accomplishment. Look at how good I am at losing weight. Look mm-hmm. at how. The approval of others. And, yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, Jesus. I need to focus on Jesus. Yeah, I think that's so key as well to recognize that. I mean, what your story is saying, you had idols. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you used those idols to lose weight. Yes. But they did not satisfy. No. No, they did not. They did not. And they never would. You yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I saw back in 2018, I saw 127. I was like, okay, well, let's go to the now. Let's try to get to 126. Let's try. You know, yeah. like, I would have never stopped. I would have yeah. never stopped. Yeah. Um. So now we are in March of 2021. Um. And constantly being reminded of my sin that I I think I haven't lost it all. I think that I'm pretty good. I've got yeah. it pretty good. Talking about the gospel, they're not your way. Yeah. Yes. You think that you um, that you have a righteousness of your mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now I need to remember to um, keep asking God for his wisdom and to uh, see how he loves me and mm-hmm. that in the ways that he has. So, all that being said, I've eaten so little that I was not healthy, and um, and I was out of balance. And I've also knows what it feels like to eat so much that you feel sick. I know mm-hmm. how to overeat. I have hated my body at all the weights, um, <laughs> and all the shapes and sizes that I've been in. I have seeked satisfaction for my body in all the wrong people, and all the wrong foods, and all the and exercises. <laughs> nothing's working tanning nothing. tanning makeup, makeup. <laughs> um nothing tastes as good as jesus yeah nothing satisfies like jesus yeah my body is not my own to fill with empty promises in first corinthians six nineteen through 20 though it's talking about sexual sin i think it really applies here to how we treat our bodies For with sure. food do you not know that your bodies are temples of the holy spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Why am I polluting my body with bad food? Why am I polluting my body with no food? You right. know, why? Or uh, bad incentives. Yeah. Bad motivations. Yes. 
And uh, he's the only thing that satisfies. I can feel good about my body today. Three babies postpartum, stretch marks all over my belly and hips and thighs. And wrinkles on my face and gray hairs. Because Jesus is enough. Yeah, he really is. And uh, I think that's my story. I don't know. Did I forget anything? I was I was thinking about how you said, I'm surprised to hear that you weighed um, like 170 into, in the fall 2011 when I got married. Yeah. You know, you were saying that picture of us and you look like, we uh-huh. look like totally different colors. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We were probably pretty close to the same yeah, weight. I think so. Uh, well, you carry it in a different spot than I do. I was probably maybe 10 pounds more. Maybe. Or maybe even more. I don't know. Yeah. But um, that's a, it's a interesting thing to think about that uh, we, we view it so individually that we don't um, have an objective view yes. of our bodies. Yes. Yes. I think I would say that at my heaviest, I didn't think I was as heavy as I was. And now looking back on it, like I saw a picture and I was like, wow, that's a weird filter I had. I look fat there. And I'm like, Katie, they didn't have filters back in 2009. <laughs> Yeah. Just, you were wore fat. Yeah. And then at my thinnest, like I didn't see how thin I was. And um uh when I see pictures of myself in twenty eighteen, I'm like, who is that? Oh my word, that's me. I didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't recognize. Yeah. Or the times where you feel like so heavy and then like and you look back and you're like, wow, I should have enjoyed that time when I was so thin. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I mean we internalize these different yeah. lies about ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Because like um for the longest time, I mean, because when you're heavier, you really can't wear shorts. Like, mm-hmm. just logistically, it doesn't work. So I had internalized. I never wear shorts. And um, I never have wore shorts. And then I came across an old photo from, like, 2006. And I was already um, working at church as a VBS photo. And I was wearing shorts. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't believe that I had worn shorts as an adult. Because I had internalized, like, oh, I just sure, don't wear sure. shorts or whatever. Sure, and um, it's just the lies that Satan will tell you are really insidious. Yes. They're really subtle. Yeah. And yeah. the different ways that he distorts the gospel mm-hmm. um, are surprising. And so this is kind of like a preview of future episodes. Yes. Um, now that the three of us have shared our story, I really want to go through different lies that we we just believe or we just say to ourselves. And how can we apply the gospel to those, to those mm-hmm. lies? Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Katie, so much for sharing your story and for being vulnerable in that way. And I just praise God for the, what he's done in your life and thank for the you. grace he has put in your life, um, the way it has ministered to you. And then mm-hmm. you have been able to minister mm-hmm. to others. Mm-hmm. Um, he is so good. Would you um, pray sure, before we sure. move on to our next section? Sure. Father God, thank you for um, using us in our weaknesses uh, in in others' lives and in our own lives, Lord. I thank you for being made great, for um, always bringing yourself glory. Lord, I pray that we would continue to glorify you in all things and praise you for all things because you are so deserving of all of our praise all of the time. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for our sins for for buying us with that price lord thank you that we get to spend forever with you when we know you we love you lord jesus amen
So Katie, you are really good at losing weight. You've essentially lost weight five times. Yes. And it is difficult every single time. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what I'd like to close out the, um, this episode with is sort of like, it's sort of like a practical weight loss tip, but I want to be careful about this because, um, we want to be so careful about viewing things through the gospel. Mm -hmm. We're not looking for rules Okay. An easy, get skinny quick trick, um, because those do not exist. Nope. Um, it's not something um, uh, like a rule that a Pharisee would make so that we feel righteous about ourselves mm-hmm. and can judge others. And so, um, you know, I really want to think about them more as like a spiritual discipline that has to do with weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> because... Um, because anyone listening, I I want to give uh, practical advice about what has worked and what hasn't sure, for yeah. us. But if it if so if you um, who are listening hear this and think, oh, that can't work for me because X Y Z. Okay, you know, like this is there's more than one way to mm-hmm. do this, mm-hmm. and um, I just I you you know, like all we can be sure of is what Jesus has done for us and what's in his word. So this is kind of an extra biblical advice. And so um, I just want to be careful about that. But what is one thing you would put in that category of something practical that you would tell me as um, your sister um, to help me lose um, some weight? Yeah. uh, Interesting. I've only applied it in the one week because I've only known about it for one week. (laughs) It kind of came up when... um, when you were telling your story and about how you ate that uh, Sonic peanut butter Oreo milkshake, <laughs> still recommend. It's very good. Yes. And how you ate it so quickly you didn't even taste it. And um, I was think- I've been thinking about that. And um, I think that something I've been applying recently is tasting the food mm-hmm. and thanking Jesus for how good it tastes as I eat it. So... Um, and just, I think eating is something we can do so mindlessly and we often do. We, we can eat while we watch TV. We can eat as fast as you can because you're feeding your other little people that live in your house or, you know, you don't have time to eat. I ate on the way here today, you know, I ate my bagel in the car. So I didn't even think about it, but just been really intentional about what does this taste like? What does this feel like in my mouth? Thank you, Jesus, for this bite. This yes, is a good yeah. bite, you know? And then when you do that and you eat slower, and then um, I also, I don't know if this is too, so tasting it, tasting your yeah. food and recognizing it. And then also um, asking Jesus, okay, is that enough? I think that's enough. Right. I'm good. If you're hungry later, you can eat later. You know, a secular um, view on this would view that like... Um, to be my, to do mindful eating, to just do those those things yeah. on your own, yeah. like think about the food, mm-hmm. think you know, and um, taste it, and then like ask yourself, are you hungry? 
but I think it really helps to turn yeah. it into prayer. Yeah. And because that food is a gift from God yeah. and he does want you to enjoy it. Yeah. Jesus ate with sinners. He enjoyed the food, you know, yes. um, they had a good time. You know, he turned the water into wine and, and it was the best wine. I wouldn't know because I'm a Baptist teetotaler, <laughs> well, but <laughs> he says it was, <laughs> but he, but like he ate food for celebration. Right. Yeah. And, um, and they ate food for sustenance. And so uh, to, to change it into like a prayer experience. And and I also would say your prayers don't have to be long and flowery. No. Just be like, thank you. I like this. Yeah. And just think about you talking to God. And then I agree praying about yeah. do I need like if you're, that is a hard thing to like decide if you need another slice of pizza. And I'm talking about need. Like, do you need it? Um Sometimes you might. Yeah. And so you need to pray, um, I think, just really clarifies things because it really yeah. takes it out of yourself. Yeah. And... Because overeating is a sin. Yeah. And so if you ask for wisdom, is this a sin? Yeah. Jesus ain't going to be make, make that hard. Right. He'll tell you the truth. Right. He's not, he's not around yeah. mincing. Right. And I do think a lot of the hard part is feeling confused about what you should do or what yeah. you should eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like even if, um, even if it's like, an afternoon, it's three o'clock, and you're like, I feel kind of hungry. Uh, what should I eat? Like, what kind of snack would be healthy, or do I need a snack? I mean, pray. Yeah. Just pray. Yeah. 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 And, you know, just pray about your next bite of food. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I just, I have found that to be really key. Yeah. And I think the other side of that is um, turn your exercise into, uh, you know, just like communion with yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, again, don't put pressure on yourself to have perfectly focused ideas. Um, recognize that God loves you and wants you to share everything mm-hmm. about you yeah. with him. So just whatever's on your mind, mm-hmm. just talk about mm-hmm. it with him. With with my disability, you know, when I can exercise or when I do exercise, it's like, well, thank you, Lord, that I can, you know, do this, yeah. this activity because of my disability, it's very hard, you know? So every time I'm able to... So what do you do for exercise? Oh, sure. We have a stationary bike in our basement and um, I use that. And so every time I'm on there, it's an opportunity to think, wow, I can actually do this and I can build this muscle and uh, hopefully do it. Uh, I also do like a Pilates yoga mix that is very helpful for balance because I'm very tipsy (laughs) and uh, helps with my mobility there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I've... I think that all of everyone can spend time in gratitude while they're exercising, no matter what level they're at. Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, the ability to walk is not a right. It's something God gives us. And, um, or. And if you're in the ability to exercise is is a gift, is an opportunity. So like, look at what you did to my body, Lord. Look at that. I can move my leg in this way. Thank you. Thank you for. And I just hope that this falls on ears, not as a burden, honestly. Sure, yeah. Yeah, because exercise is hard to do. You don't want to do it, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to, from experience, I can say making my uh, gym time, and all I do is walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes uh-huh. at random um, inclines. Uh-huh. So I am not... I go early in the morning and I just can't think hard enough to do anything where I have to make decisions, right? Yeah. Like, 
you know, like, yeah. like should I be going faster? Should I? So I do it random. So I'm like, let the Lord decide what I'm going to do. Um, but the, uh, so I'm, I'm only like walking three and a half miles an hour. So it's, you know, this is, this is a good place for me heart rate, heart rate wise. Yeah. So I just plug in um, headphones and I walk in the treadmill and, um, and sometimes I listen to a podcast or something, mm-hmm. but I have found that when I put in the worship music and I just pour out my heart to God and just tell him what's ever in my mind or like, oh, that's a problem. What are we going to do about that, God? What mm-hmm. about, and I just, just lay it out. Yeah. Lay my requests before yeah. him. Um, I walk out of there like just so refreshed. It's like, and so it ends up being a a better experience. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, this is a way to make exercise easier to me. Yeah. Is to just view it as something where I'm talking to my mm-hmm. father who loves me mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. My best friend. Yeah. Knows me so well. Yeah. And just having, like, an uninterrupted, like, conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's so hard to make sure you do, you know, it feels like as a, as a person, as a Christian, okay, I got to have my God and I time today, yeah. you know? And so, okay. Also I should probably exercise cause that's good for me, you know? And so right. you're trying to like categorize all these things, but when you can never double up on one of those things, you know, like, yeah, it's more efficient. It's more efficient. And then it feels good about that. And especially for you doing it in the morning gets you started in the morning. I've been reading through the Bible um, on my on my phone through the year. So I'm trying to go through the whole Bible this year. And so uh, I put that on while I'm on the bike. And it's like the, the audio version. The audio version. So then, and it actually goes quite quickly when, yeah. you're, when you're reading something. or Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I was just surprised. Sure. Yeah. That, because if I had heard that before... I experienced it. I would think, oh, it's another thing I have to do, <laughs> you know, and and this is just actually a way that God gives you Sabbath rest. Oh, yeah. Through following sure. his yeah. work, you know, like, yeah. so. And there's a chemical reaction that happens when you're exercising that you feel good. You know, yeah. your body releases endorphins and yeah. endorphins make you happy. And to, and to associate that with um, God is it's yeah. just like a, it's a really, um, it's just a, a motivating and like um healthy motivating yeah fruitful it mm-hmm. just makes it a fruitful time yeah absolutely so, um we need to close so thank you again katie so much for um doing this with me for sharing your story and um we are looking forward to all the different topics we're going to talk mm-hmm. about um but in the meantime um, i just hope that everyone can keep their eyes on jesus because he's the author and perfecter of our faith. May you feel his presence more nearly and know him more clearly and love him ever so dearly.